hamster with a blunt penknife and do it quicker. Welcome back to a hamster with a blunt penknife, the Doctor Who commentary podcast. You fool! <laughs> the key to time is now mine. <laughs> I'm the Shadow, and I'm here with my special guests, Joe. Say hello, Joe. Astra, Astra. <laughs> And my other special guest is Simon. Say hello, Simon. Merrick! <laughs> <laughs> Our cast of characters has been assembled. <laughs> Enough. Let's carry on. I don't even oh, bother. I don't even bother trying to match you two, all right? You're too good at this, the pair of you. Honest to God. <laughs> Episode five is where the magic happens. I know, this is where we get introduced to Remember Me, to Gallifrey. Oh, we have. We've got a very special guest coming up in this episode. All right. Well, that's what we've always wanted is a Cockney Time Lord, right? (laughs) (laughs) But boy, are we going to get one. Well, do you want to count us in? Yeah. So, if everyone's ready, we'll, uh, we'll carry on with episode five of The Armageddon Factor in five. Four, three, two, one. Boom! So just to recap for the casual viewer who may not have been following the full story so far, the Doctor and Romana (coughs) assembled the key to time. Without the sixth segment, they've used a little bit of metal to sort of... Chronodyne. Chronodyne, that's it, to bridge the gap. They've put the Marshal in a time loop, so we've lost him. For the rest of the story essentially we've been on Zeos for a little bit they've now ended up in the spaceship or planet of evil whatever you want to call it and um, to try and defeat the shadow who is the big cackling menace at the heart of the plot being the war between Apios and Zeos I mean that was masterfully done honestly and canines turned bad. Canines <gasps> turned bad. So was that the cliffhanger, or was it the cackle that was the cliffhanger? The cackle was the cliffhanger. But he's there, like his obedient little dog by his side. <laughs> it's very Bond, isn't it? It's very I'm spooky. My dog, spooky my cat. They should have gone all out and had him in his lap, like. <laughs> they, you know, noticed is there's a lot of subtle acting from Tom where he keeps looking at. Princess Astra, and he's showing that he knows that something is not right, and it's to reassure the audience that the Doctor is not stupid, and he's spotted what they already know all the time. It's really good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and do we think Romana knows about Astra at this point? I don't think she does. I don't think she's picked up on that at all. (laughs) The Doctor does mention in a couple of scenes time, you know, when they get outside the TARDIS, he's like, oh, don't think I was fooled by Astra. Romana can look after herself. Blah, blah, blah. Kind of that was as well, but I don't think that comes across very well in the... In I the think talent. there's... David, there's quite a few times during Doctor Who's run where the Doctor seems to know something and he doesn't let the companion know. <laughs> um, did you notice the very subtle voice acting of John Leeson there where he's like... Affirmative master. Like he's just got a little bit evil. Well, okay, I sounded camp, but he sounded evil. 
so we're, we're slightly we're, wrong. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting a very subtle hint that Astra and the key might be related because she's just staring <laughs> at it constantly. Yeah. Well, is she doing that because they're related, or is it just because she is under the control of the shadow? <laughs> Why does that ship keep going? Mm. <laughs> Every time it comes into, uh, yeah, it comes close. I think that's the sound of a stretched time loop. Is it? Yeah. Oh my god! I could really say something to that. Oh, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. But <laughs> 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 isn't the time loop a brilliant idea? Yeah. And it goes all the way back to Bob Baker and Dave Martin's first first adventure where the putting Axos in the time loop, yeah. going round and round for the same bit. And what a clever way to stop the Marshall firing. I think that, and Mental is blowing up. It's Using it, what to, mm -hmm. It's very clever. It's, it's, it's what we're saying earlier about the top the key as well. Not just having it as a, as something to go and chase. It's actually, well, actually, yeah, we've got this, this thing that we've been chasing for um, however many episodes now. Let's actually use it. So that's a really clever well. It's something we said before about the Graham Williams era as a whole is that there were very often like very imaginative solutions to things. Like you kind of skip back to John Pertwee's stuff, and you know, like a lot of it, uh, stories ended with a, an explosion, didn't they? Yeah. And and almost like Hinchcliffe's time as well. I feel like there was some pretty damp, squibby uh, climaxes in season thirteen and fourteen. Whereas there's a lot of imagination here. Okay, so we've got the two yeah. the two Romanas wandering the corridors together. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's nice just alone, isn't it, to see Mary Tam and Lala Ward together? Yeah, that's great. Obviously, I've seen Mary Tam and Lala Ward together. Wow. Um, you, in so one you... of the, the best photos ever taken in the whole of my life was stood between the two of them while they gossiped away around me. <laughs> I had no idea you were a participant in the two Romanas. I was. <laughs> <laughs> you were camping up in style with them. Yeah, but absolutely. You were. <laughs> well, how could I not with those two ladies? What were they like? Well, um, pretty much actually, pretty much like this. Both of them posing, <laughs> posed pretty much like that. <laughs> in my photos. <laughs> um, no, they, they were they were just lovely. I never. There was such, you could just sense there was a really deep friendship between the two of them because they'd done a panel at the convention that I was at before that and they were just sparking off each other. And um, Lara was saying, Oh, yeah, well, of course, you were a very glamorous Mary. And she said, Well, she said, obviously I was. She said, And then they tried to put me in one of your costumes. I said, And that didn't work. <laughs> Did I soon nip that in the bud? <laughs> I rather like the fact that Lala Ward is very honest with her opinion. I don't always mm -hmm. agree with her opinion. No. But she doesn't hold back, does she? No. I think she's one of those people who just doesn't take any nonsense from anyone and is going to tell them exactly what she thinks. And if she doesn't like someone, she doesn't like someone. And that's fair enough. And She doesn't, yeah. she doesn't particularly like either Matthew Waterhouse or Tom Baker, does she? No. <laughs> Um, <laughs> say that again. Yes. Just enjoying the half a dozen Mary Tams that were on screen there. What I love about that shot 
is that Mary Tam does a variety of different poses <laughs> depending on where she's standing. And she's sort of draping herself across the set in various different glamorous poses. And it's just wonderful. And there's one where she's full panto with her hands on her hips, yeah. isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> But I think this this is this is the sort of material which is not terrible, but it could be condensed. Yeah, yeah. I mean the, the stuff in the fourth episode, but the even back to the fourth and transmatics falling the down the holes. Yeah. Again, but it's 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 stuff that are you going to want to lose it? Because it does it does bring bring something. Maybe it's not like massive amounts of plot, but. It brings you something else. It brings you a nice character moment. It brings you a nice performance. Do you think at this point then, like obviously Drax comes along in a minute, that we need enough relevant to keep this going? It's We, we do because we've lost everyone else by now, haven't we? We've, we've lost the, the Marshal. He's in the time loop. Shaft is back um, on Adrios doing something else. We need... Just do another tip to keep it going for another two episodes. We do need some if if we condensed it down, if it was a four part after, then you probably wouldn't need rats um to come in at this point, but because it's a two parter you do really need that little shot in the leg and oh my word. Oh, we're gonna oh, we're about to get a shot. Like you're all right. That whatever that hole is, it's just not clear what it is, is it? No. No, and particularly that time, it's very difficult to work out what's actually happened to the Doctor. But do you think for a child, that's quite scary to not to be, for it to be a bit beyond their comprehension? Like, and be like, oh my God, what, what's happening to the Doctor? I can't figure it out. Yeah, well, it's what I've said before, that for me, when I was young, Doctor Who was just full of bewildering images that I couldn't quite always work out. I don't know whether he's fallen down a hole here. I can't remember from the book. I can't, no, I just, I can't. Or whether he's just been knocked unconscious by something. All I remember, I, I took the book off my shelf earlier and I sneezed and it flew away. Like it was so thin, honestly. <laughs> oh, here we go. Barry Jackson. Mm hmm. Back from the Romans. Okay, I don't know how you guys feel about Drax. I think he is the most charming character. Here comes Pete. <laughs> Pete. Pete. Pete Sigma. Now, look, when you said that earlier, you knew he was saying feet, right? <laughs> Pete. Okay. Like Pete. Pete Sigma. <laughs> Do you think it's a quite a cute touch, though, that he, he learnt this cockney in, in prison? Yeah, I think that's great. <laughs> and Drax was a character that they'd been clinging on to for a few years because um, Drax originally appeared in the six-part version of The Hand of Fear. Really? Yeah, back, back then. So when it was going to be the season close of the season 13, I think... Um, or early season 14, they were, yeah, seriously, Drax was, was part of the, the plot. How would that character fit into the Hand of Fear? I don't know. 
<laughs> okay, points. No, actually, I'm going to disqualify Sight because he'll know the answer straight away. <laughs> what other story has Barry Jackson been in, Fraser? Oh, did you not see the Romans? Yay! Any others? I don't think he did. No. Is he the one that Tom, uh, the William Hartnell tosses out of a window? He is, yes. <laughs> <coughs> oh, he was in Mission to the Unknown. Oh. oh. Well, I haven't seen that, so yeah. it's difficult to tell. Did you watch the reconstruction of that? I did. I thought they yeah, did that really well. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it really helps that Tom Baker and Barry Jackson have terrific chemistry, don't they? Yeah. He's always telling him off. And all these years before the name of the Doctor, we had the name of the Doctor revealed right in front of us the whole time. Oh, what was yeah. it? Oh, what? Feet? Peter. Yeah. Peter. 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 <laughs> so that's what he whispers to Rip. My name's Peter. Peter. <laughs> and all that bollocks she says about, you know, the name spoken in the darkest corners of the universe. Peter Sigma. <laughs> Children can only hear and understand your name, but only if the stars are shining in the right direction. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to any Peters who may be listening or have appeared on this podcast. I spoke to a very charming Peter earlier today, so mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure he'd love to know he's got the same name as the Doctor. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very strange because. Barry Jackson's not a cockney, but he's doing a cockney. And then the pad will explain why he's doing a cockney. And he was promised flowing red locks, a massive wig that was not delivered on upon shooting. So the idea here is right, is that he created Mentalis. Yes. Yeah. For, for who? The shadow. Well, the shadow. Why? Because the shadow made him. How? Threatened him. <laughs> Thank you. Paid him some money. So, he picked up the job. He thought he was going to get paid well. He got threatened. It was one of these sort of like, build this machine or I will kill you jobs. That, And he's just ended up on the planet of the shadow. Ever so so the, the Black Guardian created a scenario wherein the Doctor would have to come in with the key to time and use it to stop something calamitous happening and therefore they could take the key to time, right? Is that right? Roughly, yeah, I think so. I think that's roughly what the Shadow says at the start of the episode. I've got the impression that they knew where the sixth segment for the key to time was. Mm. They knew that the Doctor would have to come and get the sixth segment some point so they're just kind of sitting around put the shadow there sitting around in the meantime they're just doing all this war stuff just to kill the time Ten thousand years half thousand years whatever i'm just going to do a little bit of warmongering just for fun we'll just say it's like like a snapshot of what we'll do when we've got the key to time and we can do this on a universal scale doesn't he that's the way that I think the Black Garden sold it to the Shadow is that, yeah, once we get the key to time, you can do whatever you want. So it's like, oh, yeah, actually, I'm quite enjoying having these. 
sort of like total annihilation war. Okay, sorry, sorry to keep throwing these questions at you, but you give me fabulous answers. Um, What is the shadow? Well, I don't know. It's not ever explained. He's just a shadow. I'll tell you what he reminds us of, though. Have you um, you ever seen the the Brian De Palma film, um, Phantom of Paradise? No. No. Go and watch the Brian De Palma film, Phantom of the Paradise. What is the shadow in it? If you haven't seen this film, go and watch it. It's a, it, a take on both Phantom of the Opera and Faust. Okay. Oh, okay. In a record studio. Okay. In, oh, wow. Okay. Sounds good. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Wow. It's curious in a very, very unique and special way. And what streaming platform is that available on, Fraser? Couldn't tell you. Okay. <laughs> uh, you could try synaptic adhesion, you know. Nah, it's the chronostat, isn't it? I think it's synaptic adhesion. You want me to laugh? <laughs> <laughs> they are fun. Did you? Did either of you ever listen to the Big Finish adventure, The Trouble with Drax? Oh, God, yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Absolutely brilliant. It's John Dorney, right? And I won't ruin the twist because the twist is what makes it. But it is devilishly clever and funny. Mm -hmm. And do you know what? I think it's authentic to the character as portrayed here as well. Definitely. Oh, K9 said Doctor. Don't call him Doctor. That's not his name. But it'd be useful if ever you need to do a flashback of all your companions saying doctor. Ah, I wonder what they need that for. Well, not for a few years anyway. Does, does he try and kill the doctor now? Yeah. Oh no, the doctor like shoves the grill at him, yeah. doesn't he? <laughs> this isn't well, nice. Doesn't he? Well, I can handle anyone being mean to canine, but not the doctor. Mm-hmm. And um, what is that bizarre noise that he makes? That kind of. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's general computer going wrong kind of noise, isn't it? But John Leeson does it rather than it being a sound effect. So. Here we go. <laughs> there we go. It's like he's doing this, isn't it? It's like he's going. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Fraser. Do you know what? I hadn't realised how uh, how obvious it is, but this is a very different story to where it began. Yeah. It's massively different now. We're basically just having some high jinks, aren't we? Yes. Uh, you know. Yeah. There's no there's no mention of the war really, other than. You're cutting back every so often to fire. Oh, fire. And the the, the countdown, yeah. Yeah. Although there is that yeah. wonderful bit what once it's all sorted out, and she just goes, "The marshal." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we but forgot yeah, about that. Warn Atrios, so now it's all about the keep thing. There's nothing about you know complete theft that around. But I suppose if the trap has been sprung. My cat agrees with me. The um, 
Yes, I know. Armageddon factor is amazing, isn't it? Um, <laughs> um, if the trap has been sprung, I suppose that's less important now. And you've kind of got to do something around the kids' time to end this 26 episode season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just think we need a little um, shout out there for drugs jumping on the table. <laughs> you can see his silver shoes, which are amazing. Have you ever seen someone do that? My friend Kate did that when we were in um, Tenerife and a cockroach was in a chalet. But she, <laughs> but she climbed up on the toilet. She literally jumped up on the loo. I'm shutting the door. <laughs> it's a question of synaptic adhesion. <laughs> Not you and all. I reckon I could do a pretty good drags, you know. Oh, Doctor Who, you're in trouble now. You always have the shadow lower down than Doctor. I always see what you mean, like, is he seems smaller. Yes, mm -hmm. he's always having to kind of like look down, look up at him. But makes him a bit more sort of like sneery. It's the opposite of the Marshal, who they were making very yeah. dominant and, and high. Ooh, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Well, you know. I've missed one of those moments where the Doctor, Romana, says, it doesn't matter about me, I'm not important. And the Doctor says, no, of course you're important. And this is the crux of the whole story, isn't it? That actually a life is important and Astra's life is important. And that's what well, how he spots the Guardian is not the Guardian he thinks it is initially because it doesn't value life. And I really like the moral dilemma in the last episode where Romana goes at the Doctor and says, we're murderers. You know, like, like mm -hmm. it's no, not ambiguous in any way. She's, she's fierce. Yes. So we're doing the episode three exposition now in episode five. <laughs> I do. I yeah. Do you know what? I actually I watched this earlier, and uh, it felt like relaxed, but a good. I would probably lop off an episode or two actually. Yeah. Ooh. Sorry, I'm doing a Mark Rollins and I trying to <laughs> trying to make Doctor Who go by quicker. Oh, oh, we lost, oh no. we've lost Fraser. Oh my god, it's pause. Oh, I paused. There you are. There. And was someone making a point? I cannot remember. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, okay, well, I'll, I'll press play and uh, make an observation in five, four, three, two, one. Do you guys think that the uh, the Guardian should have been brought into this sooner? Because they're, they're in a tag scene at the beginning of the season, and they're in a tag scene at the end of the season. But we don't really learn much, do we? They're not really that involved. No, both of them either. We only get the weight at the start and black at the end. Yeah, and 
I mean, the scene at the end of Enlightenment is a joy because you've got the two of them sparking off each other. But then you've had two stories of the Black Guardian going, I won't tell you again, kill the Doctor. Although, do you know what? I love the one at the end of Terminus with the massive close-up where he's like, kill the Doctor. You know, what else can you do with them? They're supposed to be these big villains and or um, champions of good. And actually, do you need more than the opening and closing of an epic season of Doctor Who? Yeah, that's a good, it's a good point. It's you know, if you did have if you did have them in more, what would you actually do with them? You know, I don't I don't know. Can do we have a, a moment silence for the cliffhanger that's about to come? Oh. The okay. most left-field decision for a character mm -hmm. to ever make. <laughs> it's, yeah. um, I mean, okay, it, it does lead to the wonderful Trojan K9 thing, though, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's very followers. Yeah. But this is one of the two special effects I wanted to talk to you about because I think the uh, it communicates the fact that he's being shrunk very smartly, very simply. Yeah. That that overlay just getting smaller. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's a really good use of the effects, I think, and it looks super good still. No drags. No, and you've got the sound effects as well, and it all just works. It does, it does. But is this just like another way of delaying where we need to get to? It is. It's another little bit of padding, um, but it's probably it is the most effective cliffhanger we've had because now you are thinking, oh, he shrunk him. He wasn't supposed to do that. What happens next week? Well, we're going to find out very, very shortly. Um, in an episode, I think is probably a very satisfying cap to both the story and the season. But I'll be intrigued to see what you guys think. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there are opinions to come. <laughs> For sure. 